Support for this episode of Dungeons and Asians has been brought to you by HeroForge Custom Miniatures, an amazing company that's helping us design the miniatures that we want to see at our gaming table. Learn more about them at HeroForge.com. <laughs> but we're back. We're back with uh, oh, another episode of Dungeons and Asians. Yeah. This time, the entire cast and crew are here. Pew, 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 pew. Even me. Yeah. Well, this this time we're we're here to um, we're here to play D anD. d Last episode, we we did microscope. We had a very productive world building session. I will say that the real fake history of Shah was one of my favorite episodes to record. Yeah. Because. The spotlight was on everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean like spotlight as in game time, but I mean like that world building spotlight mm-hmm. was on everyone, everyone pretty much equally. And I am super excited for us to just look at all of that stuff and see, you know, what we can do with it. Because there are a lot of threads that I put in our campaign that I haven't fully developed yet. And that episode put a lot of things into context for me. Mm. I, I want to yeah. ask this question. I don't know if I should, but okay. How, at the end of Microscope, how much stuff did you have to throw away? None. Really? I threw away nothing. Wow. Okay. Threw awesome. away nothing. That's great. Yeah. Like I, nothing. It actually put a lot of what I had planned into motion. Like I, I already, I was like, okay, I want to do this thing, but how can I make it make sense? Right. Oh, that's a very interesting way of structuring a campaign yeah i like for for me i have beats that i like to hit right but how i get to those beats is entirely up to you right Mm -hmm. that's what i tell people when they say oh like how to avoid railroading or how do i get my players to do what i want to do and i say like well everybody gets to do what they want to do at a good DD game Mm -hmm. right that's kind of how i see it right the example i always use is the castle beyond the forest and the, the GM wants the players to go through the forest, have the encounter with the spiders, and then run away, retreat, and find safety and solitude in this castle. And this castle ends up being a dungeon or whatever. Or whatever's in the castle. The secrets of the castle yeah. are important to the progression of the plot. And in order to get to the forest, the players need to cross this stone bridge where they encounter a troll. Okay. Right? It's pretty standard stuff. Mm-hmm. But what if the players don't want to go into the forest? And the players instead cross the bridge, meet the troll, and be like, hey, let's be pals, and start fishing together. And the GM's sitting there, like, oh, shit, what the fuck? They're never going to go through the forest. They're never going to encounter the spiders. And they're never going to encounter the castle that I had set up. And I have all these maps for it, and I bought all this Dwarven Forge. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy Castle Dwarven Forge. I just bought Dungeon Dwarven Forge. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. Mostly because, like, there's a lot of... I, I, I like to... I like minis. But anyways... What do you do? You know that you want the players to get to that castle, but they're not going to go through the forest. So you bring the castle to the players. Oh. All right. So the players are like, well, we just befriended this troll. And it's a really funny scenario mm-hmm. where we all like to just wade in the water together and avoid the scary fire. Mm-hmm. Let's start fishing. Yeah. And so we have this hilarious scene where the players, I'm imagining like Dong Fong and like a troll just sitting on the, the, the shore <laughs> fishing together. Mm-hmm. It's a very ironic thing because Dong Fong is a shrimp. Um, 
but they're fishing. And you're like, okay, well, what do we do? And Walid is sitting there uh, testing his sword against lily pads as they like... <laughs> Or, or foliage as they as they float down the river, yep. testing how sharp your sword is and washing the, the, the leaves just cut cleanly in half as they, mm. they move against your steel blade. Mm. And all of a sudden you hear this clink against your sword. And you look down, you see that there is a, there's like a, a tangle, a bird's nest, and it hits your sword. And it doesn't get cut cleanly in half because there's something sitting nestled within that bird's nest. It's a tiny little castle. Whoa. And Walid, being the huh. curious and inquisitive character picks up this tiny little castle and you look and you, s- you see tiny little people coming out of this tiny little castle and they're trying to communicate with you the secrets of the castle that I wrote about in my one note notebook. <laughs> right. And so that's kind of how I've been doing Dungeons and Asians. Right. I have these beats that I want us to hit. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we're producing a show. So there is this give and take. Mm-hmm. But how we get to those beats is entirely up to you. Right. And if we even hit them, I can save these beats for way later yep. if I want. Like, I had never planned for us to do the Kiana episode that early. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But we happened to have an episode when uh, Agatha couldn't make it and, you know, Kiana was available. And so we just did it. And it worked out in the narrative because Dong Fong was wounded mm-hmm. and it it just flowed really well. Yeah. So things that I had planned that sort of uh, romantic tension between Josha and Ning got to happen sooner. So, th- so that's kind of how I've been approaching not having stuff be destroyed because nothing in a DM's notebook is ever destroyed or scrapped. It's just saved for later. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I appreciate the peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will say though that like everything that we did just f- gelled perfectly with what I had already been planning. I got like tons of new ideas and uh, I'm just super excited because great. all of you get to be part of this grander narrative now rather than yeah. just playing characters who are experiencing it. Yep. Uh, I've been in a number of games where we started off the whole campaign by doing Microscope uh, and they've worked really, really well uh, for that reason. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really happy with that. I'm just happy that we all got to do that together. And I think yeah. every D&D group should do that. I agree. It creates buy-in uh, among yeah. the players, right? It's not just, hey, come into my world. It's like, hey, let's explore this world we created together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I mean, for example, peeking behind the curtain, I, we've established that there's this tension between the Confederacy of the Blades and Shah. Mm-hmm. What is this? Shuvu, the, the king of birds, and Shah, the kingdom of mist. Why, why are they at odds with each other? Mm-hmm. We haven't really explored that. I've just kind of said... They're at war. Yep. And it's not really relevant to your characters, maybe except for Ning's. Mm-hmm. But Ning's more of a, a foot soldier in this greater political web. Now I kind of know. We have this history here where uh, these people of the mist leave the plateau and go to the floodplain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I thought, well, what if the people who stayed on the plateau became the Confederacy of the Blade? Yeah. And they have this different ideology. But they also see this very fertile floodplain. And maybe there's this regret. And now they want to take it back. Mm. So there's this conflict now between two nations that share a similar origin. Mm-hmm. And that's because of Microscope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. 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 Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because that uh, is often a national myth in a lot of countries is that two nations which used to own, uh, which used to share a uh, origin. And yeah. that causes tension to this day. Exactly. Another thing that I do a lot, aside from us doing something collaborative, is I go on a lot of Instagram accounts that are science. Like a favorite of mine. That's so on brand for you. 
<laughs> two favorites. Um, one is called Nature is Metal. Yeah. yeah. I, I fucking love Nature is Metal. I love the subreddit Nature is Metal. Yeah, it's the, it's the same it's the same oh, okay, person, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Uh, but Nature is Metal is a great way for me to actually get inspiration from the real world on mm-hmm. things that could be monstrous and scary. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other one is my friend Gil Wizen's Instagram. That's Gil, um, G-I-L-W-I-Z-E-N, Gil Wizen. He's an entomologist from Israel. Uh, he's a friend of mine. We used to work together. We... Um, milked spider venom together <laughs> romantic it was very yeah, i guess milked is the verb isn't it it, it is the verb um, i was behind the camera and he was with the electrical probes doing it mm. um very cool dude but he has an instagram where he actually uh posts macro photos oh of insects and arachnids it's super cool interesting but a lot of the things that i see on nature's metal or, or gills or any other science sort of social media accounts it's like this is inspiration for things that could be monstrous and scary in a fantasy world. Right. Ah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. So another top tip. Another top tip. Learn science <laughs> however you through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but like how to create new monsters that are not the standard D&D sort of out of the book monsters. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of or, or things that feel scary and real. Right. So. Before we even get into what happened last session, what we're going to do, and a couple of the little things, I want to talk a little bit about our lines and veils. Steve, you usually remind me, and I remembered, (laughs) and I appreciate you every single time you do that because you've kind of been our our, our beacon for for this. Um, Our lines right now are uh, sexual assault and sexual coercion. Violence against children, slavery, and racism. We actually lost a little, another line. We removed one. And we have two veils, uh, intense gore and sex. Now, uh, in this episode, there are a couple things I want to talk about before we get into the role play. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, Amar. I want to talk about the lines and veils for me role playing as your love interest. Mm-hmm. We need to establish lines and veils for mm-hmm. Um, Walid and Schwang's interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any? Uh, so just for some context, this yes. is a conversation. Uh, I, I don't know how many of you listening have experienced this, but I've been at some tables where, you know, one of the players starts uh, flirting with the character that the GM is playing. And one time it got really weird. Like <laughs> one of the PCs, uh, one of the uh, yeah, PCs uh, players started trying to convince uh, the uh, bartender for, to give his character a handy and I could visibly see oh. everybody get real uncomfortable at the table so that's why I wanted to have this conversation with Daniel and we started having this off air and I was like we should actually talk we about this off air we should actually do it here yeah um, and again this is a conversation that everybody would at home would need to have with the uh, person uh, with their DM right like you need to have that conversation between two people yeah um, Daniel and I are pretty close we yep. have a pretty great relationship and I, I'd especially say so um, in this kind of creative way. So I am fairly comfortable with most things. I think that we should probably avoid, um, you know, t- t- I, I, I think that I would feel uncomfortable trying to detail out sort of explicitly sexual acts. Yeah, I um, think if we keep it, like, as long as it can air on cable TV. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Yeah. So we'll uh, cable TV romance. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, to whatever degree, you know, then whatever the screen fades to black. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I figured. Uh, yeah. And our veils are just like graphic sexual content. Yeah. 
but with but again, this is a fairly wide latitude that yeah. Daniel and I have that may not work at your table. Uh, but you know, we could be describing somewhat intimately, sort of you know, non explicitly sexual acts, right? Like so. That it's not going to be like that scene in Community. You ever watch Community? I know exactly what you're talking about. She's and got her I hands always up at the air. I always use that as like a really good example of like where someone is trying to communicate something at the table and the DM is not understanding. Like they actually crossed a veil or possibly a line. Yeah. Um, and it's played off for laughs, but actually there there's like an alternate reality where that actually ended poorly and caused harm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean we I mean it was also we also saw harm there where Senior Chang comes in blackface because he's playing a drow magician. Oof. Yeah, and you know, surely the character she like calls it she's like you know, we see this thing right here, right? Yeah. And it's like this awkward moment, but he doesn't he doesn't leave the table or acknowledge what he's like. He's like, "Well, I'm a dark elf." Um, so that scene, that episode of community is very much what not to do at your table. Yeah. Um, and what we've just done is, is an example of something we like to do. Yep. Um, also, I want to point this out too. Um, we've, we've talked before about we, each of us has an X card and a no card, but maybe we, we haven't made it clear. Daniel also has an X card and a no card. So we all have the ability to sort of, you know, stop things where we are or, you know, uh, X things or say, okay, no, I'm actually cool with what's going on. Including the GM, yeah, absolutely. Because the, the GM is just another player. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one last thing that we were talking about was, you know, you mentioned behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, off air. The 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 episode that we had with Kiana, where you and Kiana had like a, a thing going, and Amara and I were just kind of witness. Yeah. To this so tense. So this this like Korean drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, you and Kiana have been talking for a while leading up to that appearance. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, she's not here to, to talk to her side of it. So, obviously, my opinion is very, like, one-sided. I could only say to my experience. But we had tons of conversations about, hey, like, what are you comfortable with? What am I comfortable with? Where do we see this kind of going? Um, like, what are, you, what are you trying to get out of this experience and things like that? Um, and it was a really very, I think, fruitful conversation. Where we both decided that, you know, we want there to be a lot of I'm going to say sexual tension, even though there really was no physicality mm-hmm. in how we played it off. Um, we shared kind of like she shared a mood board. I shared kind of how I kind of foresee like certain storylines kind of trailing off and things like that. And we just kind of got on the same page. And mm-hmm. that was really it. We just wanted to make sure that there were no surprises mm-hmm. um, or I shouldn't say surprises. Surprises are fun. Surprises for each other. Yeah. Something something unexpected, and unwanted. We wanted to avoid that happening so that we could really be in the moment and understand that, you know, We've already talked about this. We know what our boundaries are, and we'll just like go through it and experience it. So these are all positive surprises. Yeah. And I, I will say that I didn't know anything leading up to that. Like I didn't know. I knew you were talking, mm-hmm. and because you had told me that you were going to talk to Kiana, but I didn't know, you know what you're talking about, what you had planned. I had Ooh. only seen Kiana's mood board, so the entire thing was a surprise to me. And I was doing <laughs> you two a bar. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it was there was a lot of tension. I'll tell you then. I think I think a big conversation that we had was that we immediately brought up the fact that uh, Empress Josha and Ning have a very large age gap between them, mm-hmm. and we knew that that could potentially make either of us very uncomfortable. And we don't know what our backgrounds were and our experiences were, and that could absolutely be like a line. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about it, and we talked about like how we felt about exploring this type of relationship and this type of like power dynamic because we knew that was a key part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just came to to be on the same page about, yep, that's going to be tension, and we're gonna we're gonna lean into it. So who's older and who's younger? Josh, we have we don't have explicit uh, like explicit ages, but uh, Empress Josha is like 
mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Ning is like low twenties. Ah, so there's a significant like gap there. Right. Huh. Interesting. Okay, because you know what? I honestly, I never asked. I was never like, oh yeah, what are the ages? But mm. I, I think the way you you role played it out, it felt like there was uh, an age gap. Definitely, like, an experience gap, which was interesting, too. Yeah, we definitely want to play with power. Mm-hmm. Like, there was definitely a gap in power and who has it and who doesn't. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to see how that affects romance. Uh-huh. So that was that was really, really... Ooh, how, are you, how are you doing? That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't listened to it yet. That's okay. So it's, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Just, just take your time with that one. There's a lot of them more, and I go... <laughs> a lot of mouth oh, noises. What? Oh, oh, what? Oh my god! A, a lot of like um, that's the one where I was I was also cradling this because my my mic arm was like <laughs> collapsed and I was holding on to it because I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, it was uh, it was like Twister where I was also holding my mic arm because it also collapsed and we we're just like <laughs> in each other's like arms like this. It was great. It was great. <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, let's do a quick recap of episode five mm. uh, of Dungeons and to Asians. In episode five, you visited the, you know, the, the Grand Library of, of Shah, and we were introduced to a potential romantic interest for, for Walid, uh, Shuang, mm-hmm. who, who is one of the attendants, the stewards of the library. Yep. And you learned that uh, extraordinary measures are required to destroy this jade sky drop. You learned about the four nobles re- representing different things, fealty, perseverance, resilience, and wisdom. But you also learned about, you know, these four perils. Okay? You learned about four evils and how an ancient warrior who we talked about in episode six, the real fake history of Shah, Koi, vanquished all of these demons mm-hmm. underneath the earth. And now something is bringing them back. Something is drawing them to the surface. Obviously, it's the sky drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, you also learned that the four nobles, well, we also established that the four nobles were individuals, mm-hmm. but they might have appeared, like you said, several times in history. Yeah. I think you said that, Amar. Yeah, yeah. that's right. right. Yeah. And that that's actually the played... the of Maria, I just realized. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now, this actually plays off what I wanted to do in the story, mm-hmm. and it's that the four nobles are actually summoned by four flowers. Okay. okay. Now, these four flowers are the golden chrysanthemum, mm-hmm. the mountain orchid, the snow plum, and the oasis bamboo. And the essence of these flowers will imbue someone with the power of one of the four nobles. And Panyan, the historian, uh, told you of four locations where you can go to find one of the nobles. There was the southern forest where you have to hunt the shadow marquee. There's uh, Mount Taishan, where you would scale it to find the mountain orchid. Obviously, there is the northernmost village, the northernmost location within Xia's borders that is not a military fortress called Beijichun. And then, of course, there's the Shimmering Badlands, the ancient land of beasts, a vast desert whose origin we can now trace to the War of the Sands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. from episode six. Mm-hmm. So we actually left episode five with the group out of game and in game trying to determine their next course of action. So I have our map. 
Oops, I just hit Amara's camera. So I have our map. Chang'an is right here. We have the southern forest down there. We have the shimmering badlands over here. We have Beiji Chun up here. And then of course, we have Taishan over here. So it's up to, it's up to the group on what they want to do. Absolutely. Since we have the map up, can we see the other like countries? Because I know you like a big bad guy, you were talking about them. I just don't have access to this. I don't want to see them. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we have a couple. Um, we have uh, Nawa, Land of the Python. Mm-hmm. That's the one we came up with at Big Bad Con. Okay, we have Shuvu, the Kingdom of Birds. We have Sha, of course, Kingdom yep. of Mist. And then we have a new one that Amar. Oh, we can talk about it now in in this. Mm-hmm. Well, we can briefly talk about it. Mm-hmm. We have a new one, Walid's Homeland. Dash. Dash, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Dash, Dash, Dash. So what does that mean? So Dash uh, literally means land. So that's why uh, it's, you know, kind of like how, you know, England and Scotland and those all end with land. That's why a lot of countries in South Asia end with Dash. So Bangladesh and uh, Indonesia oh. and so Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. What, what are we doing? It's, no, I'm... Just, this is my sound of learning. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is my that's, sound of that's learning. What learning. Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that's uh, another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they uh, so and of course uh, people who are sort of of South Asian descent. We our word for ourselves is desi, which comes from the same root. Uh, yeah, which really just literally oh, means of the land. That's the sound of learning. <laughs> wow. That actually just like I didn't you didn't put that in the chat. That's brand new to me. What? Yeah, yeah. That's how we that's how we refer to ourselves, right? And it's kind of like a pan South Asian term. So you use that to refer to everybody. It's not like, you know, Pakistani or Indian or Hindustani. Uh, or Bangla or Bangladeshi. It's Desi. It's like, oh, you're all, we're all sort of of South Asian descent. That's the term. Whoa. Yeah. I never connected the dot. I never, I never I knew, connected the dots. Yeah. yeah. And it's so obvious term. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. saying it. <laughs> Sound yeah. of learning. Yeah. Cause yeah. like you hear people say, like, oh, like they refer to themselves as Desi. And then I'm like, okay, cool. cool. But I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> you just accept it. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds dope. Yeah. Um, but obviously, uh, this is a mythologized and fictionalized uh, version of that kind of thing. So South a- this uh, Daesh uh, land uh, obviously has its own rich history, which we will explore as time, as these episodes go I, on. I don't want to I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you don't have to necessarily have an answer, but it's something that I would love for you to think of because you know we talked about this. Dungeons and Asians doesn't isn't going to have just one GM. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to rotate mm-hmm. um, because I would love to play a character in Daesh mm-hmm. or a visitor in Daesh and have you as the GM. Oh or, my god! Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be really fun, right? Yeah. So I want to ask, as somebody who only knows a little bit about South Asian history, what what is Daesh like? sort of historic, historically analogous to. If Shah is kind of like the Han dynasty, mm-hmm. what is what is Daesh? Is it, what is it like? I mean, uh, and this is just out of curiosity. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what sort of South Asia was like and has been like for a long time and, and most places in Asia, which is to say it's not really one place. It's a, it's a 
group of kingdoms and satrapies and rajas and it's like a combination of these different things yeah. and every once in a while maybe some you know would be conqueror would get together and manage to bring all of these different sort of sub kingdoms and turn them into sort of subject uh, kingdoms so there's no like uh, centralized leadership i don't think at this stage no Ooh, Ooh i like that and yeah. i think that that unruliness in contrast to xiao is really kind of interesting um Oh, now I want to know more about Walid. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Walid? Why is Walid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, Walid, you know, he left Daesh uh, when he was like 11 or 12, sneaking onto a boat um, when uh, some raiders from Xiao were, were attacking the port city he grew up in. Yeah. So he is also going to be learning more about his homeland. Oh, I think that that will be an interesting thing to oh pursue. I know. Just sprinkle it all together. Maybe that's going to be our next one. Yeah. Oh my God, that's going to be our next one. <laughs> I'd, I'd love like the fake history of Waleed. <laughs> it's not even a dash, it's just fake history of Waleed. Yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we just going to play a modified version of Microscope where it's just Waleed's life? Oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's cool. That yeah. is cool. What, what if we, we could do that for NPCs? Yeah. Like the real oh. fake history of each of the, each of the, the court the the men of the court that's so cool oh that's an interesting thought i've never i've never heard of anybody or i've never thought about using microscope to, at that micro level oh my god usually use it at the macro level yeah it's called but a like a person's life absolutely could be measured in like periods yeah and like and events, events and yeah. scenes yeah, yeah. yeah. that is a person's life yeah oh I, man i certainly think of my life as you know having epochs and stages and eras yeah. so here's the deal hmm. when we do a um when we do a patreon Mm-hmm. Our microscope, real fake history of Walid, real fake history of Dongfang, real fake history of Ning, which is one that I'm curious about because we've kind of established your family. Yep. Yeah. Um, because there's stuff to work with there. These are your two characters are relatively blank slates. Like mm-hmm. Dongfang, literally, because Dongfang has lost some of their memory. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll put that stuff there. Yeah, backstory and lore and creating that collaboratively is so interesting. I don't think I've ever done that with anybody. That's yeah, because really cool. literally like, character backstory creation done with everyone around you. But I think for us to do that a little bit later is a good idea uh-huh. because we kind of have this rapport with each other. We have mm-hmm. this you know, this give and take, this familiarity. Mm-hmm. So it lets us kind of drive that. Yeah. Because ultimately, like each of us would have equal stake in creating a piece of your character's history. Yes. And somebody's character is very, very personal. Yes. Oh, so that's, that's it's radical. Cool. So that's like radical. So we'd have to do lines and veils. Mm-hmm. For the, yes. For that. A clear lines and veils. Yes. And I think lines and veils on like what you want will lead to have experienced mm-hmm. or not. Yes. Or things yeah. you don't want to touch. Like I don't want to touch Waleed's early childhood. Right. Right. And that that's done. You can't you can't touch that area. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you can specify that only you you want to only do that for you. Like you yourself, yourself want yeah. to create it, but you don't want other people to do it. Did we right. just write a hack of microscope? I think we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like adapting it for one person's life. That's really interesting. Yeah. That'd yeah. be super cool to do. Okay, all right. Okay. It's it's it's, it's recorded. It's done. <laughs> We've committed to it. In the future. I'm not gonna edit this out. <laughs> okay. So um our our heroes, the three of you, you you found yourselves uh, at the 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 edge of Xia's sort of the the Chang'an's walls, ready to leave, ready to embark on your journey. Where will you go? 
Where will you go? Where, where do you want to go? I know that Walid wanted to go to the desert, the Shimmering Badlands, because you wanted to go where it's most dangerous so you can impress Shuang. <laughs> Walid's a simple man. Uh, I'm going to say, I think this is not something that Ning brings up for discussion to start with. I think she's she's kind of just began directing where you're all going and has not gathered any input whatsoever. Oh, um, maybe that like she has come with the assumption that like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do her plan. Oh, so, yeah, because you're the leader. Quote, quote. <laughs> yeah. And I follow. I don't ask questions. So you're like, OK, let's go. And I feel like there's a forked path, one leading south and one leading north. Yeah. You, you've come from the western path. I think Walid has been talking up the shimmering badlands to Shuang the whole time. Uh, unbeknownst to you. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like with no, like he hasn't consulted anybody else. He's just talking up like, oh yeah, we're going to go to the Shimmering Badlands. It's going to be real dangerous, you know. But if you need anything, I will take care of you. Don't worry about that. Is, is Walid also carrying Shuang's bags? Um, I feel or are they on like a, a, a pack horse or a mule I think they would something? be on a pack horse or a, or a mule. Uh, are we getting like a retinue as well? A, a guard as well? Or is it going to be just the five of what us? What do you think, The four of us. I think it's going to be like a skeleton crew okay. because I think in her heart, Ning doesn't really believe in this crap. <laughs> this is kind of like, let's just do it so I can prove it's wrong and stupid and we can start actually doing our jobs. So I think Walid offers to carry the pack and then hands it off to somebody else. <laughs> hands it off to somebody else. Yeah. It's good delegation. Cool. Yeah. So Walid's talking up going to the Shimmering Badlands, mm-hmm. but... Ning, you you already you're already ready to go south. Yeah, so I think th- the people that are tuned into her more closely, they know that you know the the the, the convoy is heading north. So like they kind of begin turning, mm-hmm. um, and I imagine in my head like Walid is like turning the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you hear the sound of marching as everybody turns south, and you begin to walk north. Yeah, hey, you 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 feel this like tugging. Uh, on your armor okay it's, yeah. it's schwang oh no i think she's tugging on your hand oh okay oh okay. or your arm yes like, yeah like this yeah we'll lead we'll lead we'll lead is kind of blushing a little bit but trying to see with that face that you've got right now my curved face yes cute <laughs> we'll lead I, I i think we're going the wrong way oh are we no they're going the wrong way the shivering bands are badlands are this way and you just Wally just kind of I'm just gonna keep going. Starts yeah, going and for a few more Shuang has kind of found herself at at, at literal crossroads. <laughs> the retinue and Ning and Dong Fong are traveling south, and Wally's going north. And she, uh, Commander Ding. So Co- I, I like to imagine and and totally challenge me on this. Wally is so well liked mm-hmm. amongst everyone. Like yeah, oh yeah. You're like you're like I just watched Hobbs and Shaw recently. You're like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and everyone just like <laughs> loves your smile. You're just like so handsome. Uh, <laughs> uh, with a negative he, one charisma <laughs> yeah. but it's a nine it's actually not yeah. that bad but it's a great <laughs> smile yeah um, it's just when people get to know you they're like oh okay anyways he's kind uh, of a scoundrel <laughs> but, yeah, but I, he's a charming scoundrel in my yeah. head I like to imagine that even some of like these soldiers actually followed you <laughs> oh, so, so there's just like two groups <laughs> yeah I like that maybe like a 60-40 even 70-30 split it was like some people were like very confused right and just like in their head, they flip the coin and they happen to follow you. Right. I like that because we've also kind of been playing off of, you know, Ning still struggling to be a leader as seen as a leader. Yeah. Mm. 
So about like maybe 10, 15 feet up the path, um, uh, the <laughs> will lead calls a general halt. Uh, he just puts up his hand, just kind of tells everybody to stop and, and <laughs> shouts over to, to Ning, where are you going? And I think Ning looks to Dong Fong, mm-hmm. looks back, back to Dong Fong. And there's like a, a, like a moment of like terror. Like she immediately recognized like what's happening and what this could mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a, a, like a moment of vulnerability before she calls for a halt on her troops and I think there's a moment before she calls out, she yells, Ooh. Um, troops fall in line. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, Walid is just kind of standing there and everybody like rushes away from behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they literally rush back and yeah, kind of, of course. knocking over Schwong as they kind of run past her. She, she seems a bit flustered. Yeah. Uh, she's, she turns she's staying and staying with me. Is yeah. she staying with you? I feel like she's still standing at this crossroads. She's kind of looking oh, and like, <laughs> uh, Walid, I, I think we're supposed to go this way. Right. Uh, I think Walid loudly, a little too loudly, yeah. uh, says, right, right. We're going to take the long way around to the Shimmering Badlands. Okay, let's go. And he doesn't go back to the crossroads and then go up the path again. He just kind of like tromps through the bushes that were separating the two crossroads paths. Nice. And I, I think Ning kind of says under her breath, but like loud enough that Dong Fong could hear, and says, you know, what is he thinking? And she dismounts her horse and she says, I'm going to go talk to him. Stay, stay here to the rest of the troops. But I think there's like a pleading kind of look like she wants Dong Fong to go with because you have the relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I, I rub the, the, the tendrils on my head and, uh, tendrils <laughs> and, uh, follow. Yeah. Oh dear. Walid is trying to like, uh, Walid appears out of the bushes. Yeah. He's trying to shake off. Like he's got those like nice silk clothes that he got that time. So he's just trying to like clean them off. Cause now they got a bit of dirt on them and whatever. And he's trying to look nice for Schwang. Yeah. With his dirty old armor, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kept the armor. And I think, you know, once you're within, like, comfortable speaking distance, Ning puffs up her chest, stands up very straight, hands behind her back, and she's, Walid, what are you doing? Walid uh, looks back and forth between uh, Dong Fang and Ning. Says, um, go to battle. Gonna find some nobles. I... I kind of need you to to get on page here. I need you to I need you to fall in line. Uh, I think Walid will do a mock salute. Say yes, sir. In line, sir. And I think I think Ning like opens her mouth like she's gonna like she's a little red in the face. I think she looks like she's gonna like curse or like swear something, and like she bites it back. And she says, "If you have a problem with me." Just say something. Uh, and I'll, I'll throw in there because I know we talked about this. Just say something outsider. Ooh, nice. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, so I've been standing behind. Uh, yeah. Like, I think I was just standing awkwardly. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I walk forward a little and then um, I sling my arm around. Uh, Willie's shoulder, 
I'm like, come on, man. We don't have enough water to go to the desert. Let's, let's go. We have enough water. Yo, Song, gotta go this way. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, of, of course, of course. I, did, I, did, I didn't know we didn't prepare for enough water. I, I've only read books on survival. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Walid, uh, Walid's response to, to Dung Fung is uh, uh, Dung Fung's arm around his uh, shoulder there being like, oh, right. Ah, we're saving the most dangerous for last. Yeah. This sounds, what, this sounds great. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm not ready for that yet. I, I got to build up to it, you know? <laughs> got to build up to it. Because I'm a shrimp, you know? Because <laughs> you're a shrimp. <laughs> So yeah, Walid like uh, reaches up and like pats you in the back, but pretty hard. (laughs) 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 Maybe maybe you sort of like step forward a little bit under the force of it. Yeah. Don't worry. By the time we get there, we'll be ready for anything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And then Walid goes over to Schwang and it starts like whispering with her. And I think Ning kind of like does a U-turn, Ten Hut walks away, and I think she looks back to, to Dong Feng and looks like she wants to say something and then just doesn't and heads back to her horse and tries to lead. Yeah. I, I look between uh, <laughs> my boss and, <laughs> and Waleed. Your only friend. And I... Your only friend. And I just like... Like, r- run my shrimp hand across my shrimp face, and I'm just like, <sighs> and I follow along. Okay. Yep. And you you begin your journey south. Your your journey south leads you through, you know, the hilly regions of Shaw, but it's a very moist journey. It, I said moist. <laughs> Damn. I wanted to avoid that. But... I love um, it. As but you as you travel, floating moist. I don't know. It sounds. I think I think some listeners are just kind of like uh, like a squicks them. It's like I don't. Like oh that word. yeah, yeah. squicks. Is that a word? Yeah. I've never. I, I didn't know that. That's a new word for me. Yeah. yeah it's like um, obviously like to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like a super. Um, often people like say like triggers one end of a spectrum. And, yeah. Like as you like meander back to like the area of comfort and safety, squicks mm. can like potentially like ah. disrupt that. Okay. So um, interesting. The landscape around you becomes... I mean, oh, oh that's, that's the sound of you, learning. You begin to travel deeper and deeper into a valley. Okay? Um, and the forest that Penyan spoke of, the southern woods, okay, it becomes a place of shadow. Now, uh, the, the southern woods is a place um, that you know, the capital is very familiar with. Can everybody actually roll a history check? Love to. Love my dice. I know. I was like, I got oh. it. Oh, Okay. Oh, okay. Hey. Is that a seven? seven? Mm-hmm. Wow, this is perfect. And I know this is Steve because that's the neatest handwriting. <laughs> you all just have messy handwriting. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold up. Your handwriting is very neat. <laughs> yeah, it is really nice. Okay, so what did everyone get? I got 11. 10. I got 10? 7. Oof. Okay, you've, you've uh, I think, uh, I think... Ning and Dongfeng would be familiar with the southern woods. Uh, it's a place that the Sha Emperor uh, em- Empire has been trying to conquer for a very long time. It is within your border, but it's a place that has been untamed. 
It's a place that Jiang, the Minister of Art and Labor, has sent many envoys there to gather rare flowers, woods, and pigments. Has sent many trips there, but none have ever returned. Okay. This is a, a, a dark spot on the map mm-hmm. of Sha. The Sha claim that it's a part of her border. Uh-huh. It's a place that they have never really ventured far into. So is maybe Shuang telling us this? or uh, this, is, this is a bit of Shuang telling you all about this, reading it from her book and kind of pointing at a map, oh, showing yes. you this blank spot on the map yeah. or a spot that has been mapped with less detail, but a little bit of the tales that you've heard from your family and rumors you've heard from just being around Chang'an. Because mm. we haven't established how long Dongfang has been in Chang'an. Right. So this is knowledge of, you know, accumulated over time. Mm-hmm. You know, bedside stories, things yeah. you've heard from the court. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, every time Shuang points to a place on the map and goes here, um, uh, Walid will put his finger right next, like touching her. So you she mean here? Here? Kinda, oh, here. Here? Draws her hand back. She goes, yes, yes, right there, Walid. Oh, good. It's right here. Yes. <laughs> and then... Um, so it's this very subtle way of trying to get She kind of looks and she says, oh, Walid, did, have, you, have you seen these before? And, and she points to these beautiful turquoise berries. Oh, interesting. That have begun to appear on the roadside. She picks one. She says, I've only read about these, but apparently they are very, very delicious. <laughs> you just got this face. Obviously, Walid is going to be, oh, really? Let's find out. And sticks one in his mouth. Walid sticks one in his mouth, and it is the most wonderful tasting fruit you have ever experienced. You feel as though you are instantly rejuvenated. You know, your legs and feet, which have been worn down from this journey, all of a sudden feel anew and fresh. Fascinating. She's, well, how does it taste? Tastes wonderful. Hey, do you, do you feel all right? I feel amazing. Oh, well, well, that's great. That's great. Uh, she she motions, motions to all the soldiers. I've only read about this fruit. Oh, they have never actually named it in, in the, the royal you know, library. We have no name for it. Our botanists have never really made it out this far. We have never had the courage to come out this far. But you said you would protect me, and we have made it out this far. And she kind of gathers everyone around and begins giving everyone a tour. Ooh, yeah. Of so the I think fruit? I, yeah, of, the, of like the local vegetation from her yeah. massive tome. Oh, I see. Yeah, obviously Walid steps in. Goes, yeah, so, of course, this could be called Walid's berries. <laughs> Walid's berries and Walid's bark. <laughs> yeah. and, this, and this is kind of halted. Yeah. Your progress. So, like, Ning, like, turns around. There's, like, commotion going on. And all of a sudden, no one's following her lead. Mm-hmm. And I think just, like, just red in the face... She's clearly, like, at her wit's end here. She dismounts her horse wholly ungracefully and looks like she's about to, like, drop hell, and she's just storming towards everyone. What do you do? Um, I think when... Sorry. Oh, I'm curious as to what Walid looks like now that he's taken the berry. Walid looks great. Same, but, like, standing, but, a, little but how standing a little But tall. how does he look after he eats the berries? Oh, no, well, he looks great. <laughs> oh, then I, uh, then I take... The soldiers are all partaking in these berries. Then I take a berry, too. I don't eat it, but uh, I put it in a gourd. <laughs> Bloop. 
<laughs> you stick it in your water gourd or an empty gourd? An empty gourd. It just kind of rattles around inside this dried out gourd. So you yeah. pick one off and Walid just goes over and shakes the whole bush and just puts all yeah, of Waleed, them you, into the You bag. and the soldiers have actually shaken and eaten the bush clean. Ooh, yeah. amazing. I think I think mm-hmm. Ning appears and like as a soldier's about to eat like another helping of it, she like grabs their wrist. Yeah, like just before they pop it into their mouth. Yeah. And she like slowly puts it back down uh-huh. and says, what is the meaning of this? You uh, got to try some of these. The so, uh, um, well, uh, C- Commander, um, Shuang pointed out these, these berries and well, they, they, we feel stronger and ready to march on even further. So maybe this wasn't so much a delay. And Ning almost like puts up like a finger yeah. to like say that's enough. Looks directly at um, Shuang. And says, explain the meaning of this. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, you can see that she's very scared. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you stand, you stand, how tall is Ning? Ning is actually not very tall. She's very okay. wiry. I think she's, I think I wrote her, she's like 5'4". Five, okay, five, so two. she's actually stands about as tall as Shuang. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, you're looking eye to eye. Um, well, Commander, uh... Well, uh, I was showing Walid here the, the, the map of Shah and that the berries caught my eye. I, I had seen uh, illustrations of them. The, the, you know, this is as far as most Shah envoys have ever come. Well, beyond here, and she kind of points into, like, the forest gets denser and denser and denser. There are these massive thick trees. She says, well, be, beyond this point, well, we've never been there. And I just wanted to let Walid know. And you look all around you, and you actually see that there are tree stumps mm-hmm. all around you. You see that there are these bushes. You see that it appears as though people have been taking trees from this area. Hmm. Okay, is this a path we've been this walking a, to? You've been walking like on a, a path, path, but this is kind of where it ends. Oh, interesting. Right? This is where these envoys have kind of taken their last stop before traveling deeper into the forest and not returning. You look around you and. In your excitement over these berries, you see that you've trampled over what looks to be the remains of old campsites, you know, mm. broken arrowheads, mm, interesting. you know, dis- discarded like food and paper, and the forest kind of overtaken them. Roots have kind of grown over. In, in your being distracted, mm-hmm. you realize that this is like, this is an old campsite. And I think... With that kind of information, Ning's gonna like take a knee and start like brushing away some of the dirt yeah. and try to uncover maybe something that's left here, maybe a banner, maybe some old food scraps, things like that. Yeah. Um, do you want to roll investigation? Yeah, let's do it. I got plus three to this. <clears throat> Eight. Okay. Um, I mean, you you begin looking and you see there. These are certainly sites of a of a camp. Um, like a seems to be a military camp. You actually find as you like sort through it. I'm sure you're using like a knife to cut out some of the roots. Yeah, uh, you find what looks to be an old banner of the court. This is, you know, the Minister of Arts and Labor. His envoys have certainly come here, and it looks as though they have not gone any further. And as you pull the banner away, you see what looks to be like a. a I don't know if this would be a gruesome sight to Ning, but you see a hand mm. sticking out of the earth, a human hand. Oh, no. In a state of advanced decay. And it's been there for so long that a flower is actually growing out of its, you know, rigor mortis, its clutching grip. And That's a flower such, is growing out of this corpse. That is such a cool image. Yeah. 
Uh, has Shuang seen this? Shuang, no, she has not yet. Okay. Because Ning is conducting this investigation, and Shuang is very flustered, and is not even trying to make eye contact or look at Ning. And you look all around you, and you actually see that there are bodies buried here. Mm-hmm. Has Walid seen this yet? No. Do, what, do you think Walid and Dongfeng, I will ask you too, Agatha, mm. have noticed that Ning has kind of like put her foot down and is now clearing soldiers away? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's no... Yeah, then you definitely notice this. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, I actually... Walid subtly points this out to Shuang and then immediately is like, no, don't look. <laughs> Shuang, there's something sure scary. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. She kind of looks, she's just like, well, no, but I want to see. I, I've... I've never been here. There's there's so much knowledge I can document. And she's fighting uh, okay. to look. <clears throat> oh, well, okay, but only if you think you can handle it. Of course I can. So, yeah, and Walid, sorry, uh, Walid turns, uh, lets her turn around or whatever. She, she kind of looks, and she steadies herself against you. She holds out her hand on your shoulder. Oh, perfect. And she steadies herself, but she doesn't really take notice to you. She kind of treats you like, like a tree stump. That's why. Walid doesn't think that. She puts her hand out. She goes, oh, oh, oh my, she, she looks and she says, Ning, co- I mean, Commander, is that, is, that, is that the sigil of the Minister of Art? She says, yes, but I think there's more pressing matters here. And she looks to the rest, and she kind of like makes a sweet motion to the rest of the troops. And she says, these berries are growing on a grave site. And she leans down and she like dusts off a little bit more of this decayed hand and plucks the flower from it. You see that the, the flower is actually growing from a seed similar to what have been in these berries. Oh. And these, she, these berries grow out of corpses. And she walks up to Shuang, and she takes the flower and places it in her hair behind her ear and says, no one is to eat any more berries. You may collect samples, but do not consume any more until we know more. She says, well... Well, uh, okay. And she begins collecting. She actually takes a flower out of her, her hair behind her ear. Mm-hmm. She puts it in her book, and she's going to press it in her book. Ooh. You can see that this book is incomplete, and she's sure. adding to it. It's kind of like her dissertation. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And she actually journal. begins writing notes. This is where the, the last envoys of you know, Duke Jing, Jiang have come. This is where they, their fate met. She founded these, these flowers, these beautiful, delicious berries. I drew a... Uh, you come across a tree with delicious fruit. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, the, these berries grow from corpses, and this is where they met their fate. And she says, well, how did they get underground? And that's a question that she writes in her journal. Yeah. And the soldiers all around, they say, uh, Co- Commander, should we, uh, what should we do? And you see many of them have their hands and their weapons. Mm-hmm. They say, I, look, if th- this is what happened to them, I don't think we should, I think we should turn back. And I think at that point, Ning says, these old soldiers died serving the Empress. These old soldiers knew what their purpose was and what their duty was. And I think they all died very, very honorably. And I think you should all be so lucky as to die in the line of service. You all have five minutes to collect your bearings, say your prayers, and we go into the forest. Uh, they, they, they say, how about ten? And Ning says, five minutes. Yes, Commander. In those five minutes, uh, Walid just kind of wanders around this site, 
uh, plucking berries and saying, uh, I'm going to sample, I need a sample here, I need a sample here. He's actually just collecting a lot of berries. Chuang has just collected all these these berries, bits of the roots. Mm-hmm. She's actually leaves. taking leaves. She's actually, she takes the old banner and she rolls it up and sticks it into the, the sort of the saddlebags mm. of the horse. She looks as though she's done. She says, five minutes is, an, is enough for me. Um, now, we, we, Panyan said that we're coming here to find the Shadow Marquis. Now, legends say that the Shadow Marquis is the guardian of the forest, but I don't know what they look like. I think that is a not, that's not a great thing for Ning to hear. And I think Ning is already on edge, already like very tense. And I think she gets close to, to Shuang, like uncomfortably close and says, sorry, like face to face, like right in her face. Yeah. yeah. And I think she says, surely Penyan told you something. Um, she, 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 you know, she swallows and mm-hmm. she, she says, ah, uh, uh, just give me some time. Maybe I can look through my journals. I, I've brought some additional volumes. She runs back to the horse, throws down her book onto the, like a, like a kind of a dry patch of dirt, takes out all these books and starts opening them all up. Mm-hmm. And she begins combing through all of these. She's like, I will need some time. Ning rolls her eyes and says, you have it, but I expect an answer. And she like walk, begins walking away. Okay. Where do you walk? I think this is, this is a lot for Ning. This is like, this is, they're standing on corpses. Um, I think she goes for a walk. Okay. She actually leaves kind of like the site, not outside of like distance where people could see her, um, but far enough that, you know, she's alone. Yeah. And she just begins to like pace the forest. So, so Ning, you begin to pace the forest as Shuang begins to comb over all of these extra books, all these reference materials that mm-hmm. she's brought into the, you know, onto this journey with you folks. And what, what is, what is Dong Feng doing during this time? I'm very curious about these, uh, buried bodies. Yeah. And I, I want to kind of investigate into what could possibly st- be the cause of death. You're going to start digging. Yeah. Give, give, you're going to give me an investigation role, please. Investigation. And then what about you, Walid? Uh, I think Walid will continue to get sort of berries. Um, I'd imagine sort of bodies isn't that. Uh, so we, you'd be helping like Schwang collect samples? Yes. Or? Samples. <laughs> samples. Yeah, samples of hundreds. Wait, yeah. can I can I call for Walid to come help me? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. 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 Well, the one you roll with advantage. So roll again. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm like, yeah. yo, Walid, come here. Uh, Willie gets up uh, and... Uh, nine. <laughs> it's a little bit better. Yeah. And um, you, you begin better. digging at the ground. This, this, this campsite seems to have sunken into the earth. Ah. Uh, and you begin... You look at the bodies and you see that they have been brutally mutilated. Uh-oh. Ah. And you're looking and you're kind of... They're, they're like decayed. And it looks like as though like the earth is actually... Like literally taking the bodies underground, and as Walid helps you dig out the bodies and you begin to pull them out, the soldiers kind of gasp, say some prayers, try to offer them some sort of peace into heaven, and almost that like simultaneously, 
Ning, as you kind of are pacing the, the, the edge of the forest and, and looking out, you spot something. Mm. I rolled a three earlier off, off air. I rolled a three um, on a stealth check. And you see a massive black dog appear out of the edge of the forest. It opens its mouth and its lips kind of part. And you see these huge fangs, these huge teeth. And you hear Schwan go, oh, I, I, I know. So Ning, like, makes a beeline back to, like, the rest of everyone. Mm-hmm. And is, is motioning, like, hectically, like, to, to be quiet. Like, the universal sign, like, shh. As, as a Schwang is, like, I shouting. Know. And then she, you, you shut her up. Yeah. She goes... Oh, legends say that it takes the form of a dog or a wolf or a... Nope, that's definitely a dog. So uh, Ning finds Walid and Dongfang as they're like uncovering bodies. Mm-hmm. And she says quietly, I think I found the marquee. It's tracking us. Uh, can we talk to it or do we need to kill it i think walid has already pulled out his dao mm-hmm. sword and you see this creature is kind of like holding onto the edge it thinks it's hidden within the shadows of the of the forest yeah the soldiers uh, kind of are, are kind of looking and they don't they don't see it commander where where is it and and i think ning kind of motions again like everyone to be quiet and at this point i i steve is faulty memory um, the, the things we're tracking down, these like, they're, they're aspects of the nobles, right? Yeah. They're aspects. So in our lore from a microscope, yeah, they're actually aspects of four heralds. So I'll go to our, I'll go to our show Bible and I'll go to the NPC section. And we have two sort of entities in mentioned in episode six, we have the four heralds and these are entities that are reincarnated into different ages to help balance the world. The four nobles are an iteration of the four heralds that sided with the mortals when they are led by Kui the Vanquisher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these, these heralds take different sides. Um, but the four nobles were the ones that took the side of humanity most recently. Gotcha. They gotcha. are super-powered mortals. And does Ning know what the Shadow Marquis like, represents? All you know is the Shadow Marquis is the guardian of the Chrysanthemum. The flower we picked from that um, hand, that claw, uh, that wasn't a chrysanthemum, was it? No. Okay. No. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Squish. Run away, run in away. <laughs> so Ning looks Just at Dong Fong and says, we could talk to it, but it doesn't, doesn't look very friendly. And it begins to like growl and bare its teeth to you. And as it bears its teeth, the soldiers begin to see it. Mm. One of the soldiers kind of raises a crossbow. Commander, there's something in the fort. There's something in the tree line. I think this this is a like a dog creature. Like it's not a person. It's hard to read like their their intent. It's kind of melding with the shadows. It's hard to read its intent. Um, this this is also a very large dog. It stands as tall as my refrigerator. I should have said. Okay. Oh, okay. I, what, like uh, six feet. Yeah. I, I would like to like. Put out a hand to stay the soldiers and then walk forward. 
So you put out your hand, the stay the soldiers, and the soldier kind of like lowers his crossbow, but you know he's ready. He's hands yeah. on that trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walid kind of crouches down a little bit and takes uh, the dirt and starts rubbing it on the sides of his blade. Mm. To kind of like hide the, the glint. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Dongfeng walks forward. Ning, yep. do you do anything? Do you? Ning has everyone load their crossbows, but they remain pointed down. Okay. So she is like, has the signal hand up. And is like ready to, to open mm. fire. Mm-hmm. And Dolphin, you begin to walk forward towards the tree line, and this massive black dog mm-hmm. is sitting there, and it begins to growl very softly as you approach. It's definitely like six feet tall. It's oh God, like f- 10 feet long, 10, 15 feet long. Mm. It's huge, ripped muscular body. Mm. But as you look at it, you actually see that it's not covered with fur. This, the shadow marquee, it seems to be made of black flower petals. Mm. Yeah, that's an image. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I... And it growls at you, and you see its teeth, and each of its teeth look like different kinds of wood. Uh, yeah, I... I mean, one of my hand is holding my uh my weapon <laughs> but so i, I kind of yeah my, <laughs> my giant guandao. and i think i'm like holding my hands up but one of them it's still holding my weapon but in a way that's like hey like i'm not trying to fight you right and like the way that people approach bears in the wild and say like whoa Curl bear whoa like that but then i'm uh yeah i i'm i, I stop at a but like a, how much distance do you keep between it? Um, like, uh, enough distance for it to not feel like I'm going to attack it. Yeah. Uh, and for me to be able to duck in time. Cool. So you're uh, out of swiping range yes. for both of you. Yes. Okay. And this thing kind of looks at you and it growls. And it, you can tell that it's looking beyond you. It's looking at the soldiers. It's looking at... Ning, it's looking at, well, Shuang. Oh. If you could tell it recognizes something, their outfits. Oh. And it growls. And then it begins to bark. And as it, it unleashes a very loud single bark. And you can feel the air shake all around you. Oof. And it ripples through the forest. Okay. All right. We come in peace. Walid is moving. I come in peace. <laughs> uh, Walid is moving in front of, uh, in between the dog and and uh, Shuang. Mm. Okay, so slowly but subtly. What is Ning doing? Yeah. Ning remains with the troops, ready, ready to to open fire. But and this creature, it looks at you. You say, "We come in peace." Yeah. Do you like you're holding your guandao yep. still? Kind of, you, as you lift your guandao into the air, you see the the sunlight kind of reflect off of it. Mm-hmm. It kind of illuminates this creature for for a brief moment. It looks at you, and there's this glint in its eyes. And it lunges at you. <sighs> they always do. It growls and lunch, launches itself from the tree line right at you. Mm-hmm. Can you make a dexterity saving throw? Yeah. As this as the shadow mark, he just pounces you. Are we in initiative or uh, not yet? Okay. Uh... <gasps> Nine. Yep, nine. 
and the shadow monkey jumps you and pins you to the ground with such force you don't even have time to re- react mm-hmm. your guando flies out of your hands and hits a rock mm-hmm. maybe 10 feet from you and it's pinned you down this massive creature if you didn't have an exoskeleton it would have broken both of your arms right so and it's drooling on you and it's drool smells of pollen and sap okay so what i want to do is i want to try to communicate with yeah, the dog for sure uh can i roll for that do you have potentially a skill or a language? Because this thing right now is not does not speak common, the common tongue. Ooh, maybe like an animal handling? Animal hand do you have animal handling? No. I don't. Anybody have speak with animals? We don't none of us are spellcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a plus one for animal handling, but Oh, do you? I'll handle this animal with my Dow. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kinda of where Waleed is right now though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like as soon as the the, jo- the dog leapt. I think Walid also leapt, uh, just forward to try to confront the dog and also. Protect. So you like charge towards the dog. Yeah. And are you going to attack it? Uh, I think that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Roll an attack, and then we're going to go into initiative. Unless Ning wants to do something in this round of surprise. So she'll she'll command the troops, um, so they don't fire because someone's in the way now. Oh, right. Walid is <laughs> in the way. Uh, okay, so I got a... So it's a 13. What's your attack bonus? Plus five. Okay, so you're actually going to hit it. All right, amazing. So uh, now with your, your Dao, you're using it two-handed. I am. So roll that d10 again. So you always roll the damage after. Oh, so okay, roll so there's a two. Roll, roll it oh, again, because okay. you roll, roll, rolled it with your d20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing. That's two so you got a two plus your strength. Oh, that's nice. Is your strength oh. modifier? Oh, my strength modifier is plus three. So you Five. charge for it. I'm picturing like what leads like cloud in like <laughs> in Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it like like the Dao is dragging in the ground? And yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sparks are flying. Sparks are like flying because they're hitting all the rocks. Yeah. And you, whoosh, you swing it in this really grand fashion. And all of a sudden, everything goes slow. All like, you hit it with such force that all the, like, it creates this like, this wave of wind and flower petals fly everywhere. Oh my god! You, you stand there, and there's like a 360 frozen. camera. <laughs> it's all black and white, all silhouettes. Oh my god! And you cut through the shadow marquee, and you see that it's the, the black petals that cover its body uh-huh. fall away from the wound. Oh! And you look inside, and this thing appears to be made up of bodies. Oh, uh, oh, like human, humanoid, bodies? different ancestors. Yeah, yeah, humanoids. Yeah, it's made up of. It looks to be made up of animals and different humanoid bodies, and they look at you, and these petals regrow over it. So I, I think at this point, Ning is like super pissed because Willie is hundred percent in the way, so she can't command the archers to shoot. So she instead commands uh, them to like circle around and fire like at his backside. So the soldiers, like, they, they are well-trained, especially yeah. when it comes to combat. They're terrified. Take them a bit of time, a couple, couple extra seconds, and they circle around this creature, and they, you hear the click mm. of the crossbow bolts as they hit both flanks of this massive, we don't even know what this beast is at this point, in the yeah. shape of a dog. And it strikes the creature, and it... It unleashes this noise. It's like it's the sound of pain. It's been struck by this sword. Mm-hmm. And it's just been shot by, we said, at least 10 to 15 soldiers. Totally, yeah. Um, what does it sound like? 
Yeah, so so I was in Arizona a couple weeks back where they had a full T Rex skeleton, which was so cool. Uh, her name is Victoria, uh, and and they're only <laughs> Sorry. they're only like after the Queen, I'm sure they're only like sixty percent sure it's Victoria, not Victor, which I think is hilarious. Um, but uh, they had this whole exhibit where because dinosaurs are like birds, uh, we don't think it would roar like a lion would roar or things like mm-hmm. that. We think it's like a what they call it infrasound, which is like a sound you yours can't really hear. It's too low frequency. Mm. So you just, just like feel it. You just feel it instead. So it's like, you know, you don't hear it in your ears. You like feel it in your chest and your chest starts to like vibrate with like the sound of that roar. Yeah, actually, I think just as Willie strikes it and its wound begins to kind of heal over, it's struck by all these crossbow bolts. And they, if, you've, if you've ever seen like a Chinese crossbow, they're like big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're big. And this thing lets out this supernatural roar that you all feel within you and you see that the crossbow bolts shatter on its body Mm. and it retreats into the woods it dashes off into the woods scraping up against a tree you can hear it stomping off into the darkness and the the soldiers kind of look and say we did it we defeated it i think and they begin to celebrate uh Fung obviously gets off of you and you're just like you feel like your arms have just had this heavy weight lifted off of them. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ning's first action is to like check on Dong Fong. Yeah, like, I, I sit up. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We killed it. Are you? Are that you was okay? awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, boss. I'm okay. Waleed goes over and picks up uh, Dong Fong's. Um, sorry, what's it called? Guan Guan Dao. Guan Dao. Like a uh, large spear yeah. with a curved blade at the end, mm-hmm. and and brings that back uh, to uh, to Dunkwon. Yeah, I um, I don't know if yeah, I stand up and then I take it. Do you use it to like help you stand up, kind of a deal? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I do that. So there's there's no reasoning with it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Schwang says, uh, "So I've been I've been reading over the notes. Sorry, it says it." can take the form of a dog. So it's possible it has other forms. Ning, like, audibly rolls her eyes and says, <laughs> I guess we're dog hunting now. Let's sort of say, we, 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 we killed this thing. We, we, che- we scared it off. We don't have to go in there. If it turns into a shrimp, then I can talk to it. Well, let's hope it does. And Ning kind of like takes a look at the the forest, and I'm sure this like huge creature has like left a trail, at least for the immediate yes uh, proximity. Um, and it, it it definitely looks like the troops have no appetite to really like, chase him for it. Well, I think they 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 think they've won this fight, but they're also like terrified of going to this forest. Do any of you have dark vision? Uh, uh maybe. I don't know. Do, I don't do, know if water ganassis have dark vision. Do, they might. I don't know. Let's find out. There are too many like ancestries in, in these games to, to know all, every single one of them. Yeah. Um, but in, in, regardless, you, you, people are starting to light torches and there's still some daylight. Mm-hmm. And you actually look and you see a trail of these black petals and drops of blood. But as so many different entities seem mm. to appear to make up this creature see the blood is different colors right so yes Ning does, have dark, does have dark vision uh and is also unsettled so 
He's also unsettled. <laughs> it's unsettled yeah. and can see a lot more than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more unsettling. Uh, has, has the forest gotten so thick that we can't bring our horses in? We there haven't anymore? even gone in yet, but it will be thick enough that you will not be able to bring your horses in. Okay. What do you do? Uh, oh, were you going to? Well, I was going to suggest, uh, out, out of character, of course, because this is not the kind of tactical mm-hmm. thing that uh, Valid kind of thinks about, but maybe we leave like a few soldiers behind with the horses and the supplies, and then um, a smaller contingent goes in further. Yeah, so I think I think Ning's like thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. So she vocalizes, you know, mm-hmm. two options. We bring soldiers in for a kill. Or if we think we can... Reason with it. Ask it questions. Then we go with a smaller group. Uh, so this is a question I want to ask the DM. Yes, so, the dramatic manager. So is it, is it possible for any of us to communicate? Like, I just feel like... There's a, there's always going to be a solution. Communication might not be with... It might be your body language because I ask if you were holding your, you were holding your weapon. Yeah. Could be a body language thing. It could be that it requires something that you just simply don't have yet. Right. Um, so how do this, I how do I find out for that? You know what I mean? Through, like, through role play, because in this scenario, I was giving like hints. Right? It was it was wasn't so much growling at you, but at the imperial presence behind you. Right. You okay. had a weapon in your hand. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Right. So the question is whether Dong Fong picked up on that. Yes. And maybe says, "Hey, everybody, take off your insignia," or something. Uh, and that's and that decision is up to you. Okay, so I I kind of like I walk up to you, boss. Can we just uh? And I kind of like look to the side. Like, yeah. can we just? Of course. Of course. Also, she doesn't have dark vision. Only fire ganasi do. <laughs> Something. <like that. laughs> Anyways, so just now that dog thing yeah. was was growling at specifically uh that and then i kind of like gesture towards the insignia i think we should let the soldiers stay here you think we approach as not ambassadors of the crown yeah you confident in this uh yep (laughs) no i'm not but i think it's a better idea i think it's the best we have and i trust you so Ning removes her insignia armor uh-huh. um, and kind of like gathers the soldiers and starts telling them like, we're sitting up camp here. Um, they look away, f- away from the bodies and what have you. Like we're going to be away from them. Pull, pull back, go north a bit. <clears throat> but this is absolutely a time to set up camp. Uh, we're going to set up watches in case it comes back. Um, and then Waleed, Dongfang, and myself will do a quick scouting mission to see uh, if the trail leads much deeper into the forest and if we're safe. Okay, what about Shuang? Uh, what does Shuang want to do? Well, she's, she's kind of curious. She says, well, where should I go? I mean, this is an opportunity to document something. We, we have only heard of in legend. You should stay here. God, but no, I can, I can go. And she goes and she actually grabs a crossbow. She's like, I can go. Ning says, you are at this moment in time, a liability. And until you can prove otherwise, you stay here. Does she actually know how to use a crossbow? Can she like dramatically? She looks and she says, please. I have, I might have spent my entire life in the Imperial Library, but Waleed here is not the only one 
to play with the antique weapons. And she takes aim with the crossbow and she shoots a falling leaf. <laughs> wow. Pins it against the tree. Nice. Ning is obviously impressed, but like tries to hide it. But she sucks at that. And she says, this is your one and only chance to prove that you are not, that bringing you is not a mistake. And she just leaves it at that. She lets it hang. And she looks at Dung Fong. Her armor is like no, no longer donned. Um, she doffs her armor. I learned that word. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that what the opposite is? Yeah. Right. You like D on. And then you doff D, armor. D off. D off. On off. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh. The, that's the sound of learning. <laughs> that's the sound of learning. Oh. <laughs> is that what the episode title is going to be? Learned... That's the sound of learning. No, it's going to be the shadow marquee. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm learning. Um, so yeah, it's, the, the sun has like fallen. Yes. Um, torch time. It's torch time. So I guess we light torches because we can't see in the dark. Guess mm-hmm. so. Uh, while sort of this conversation was happening and Ning was, you know, have, having sort of this uh, chat with Don Fung and giving orders and stuff, uh, Walid was examining the blade, uh, the edge of his blade to see what uh, what sort of, was there blood left on Oh, yeah, it? there's blood left. Okay. And is it sort of same kind of a thing? Different colors of blood, also different levels of like, like the different organisms. Probably, yeah, the yeah. blood was probably of different ages. Like some of it is completely petrified, and no, it's all fresh. It's all fresh blood, huh? Interesting. Okay, neat. It, this is this is not an undead creature. Hmm. Clearly. Uh, did any flowers remain on the ground or on? Yep. The, I already. Okay. I said there was a trail of them. Petals. Okay. So they weren't just. No, yeah, they they're were, like real flower. They're petals. like real flower okay. petals. And I like, feel like fresh. You know what? That the flower petals when you feel like a rose petal, like a yeah. silky. It's got that silky, but they're thick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. It doesn't have much armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not like hard scales. Mm-hmm. It's not like this thing is designed for defense. Mm-hmm. When it has the shadows. Oh right. Yeah. The shadows. <laughs> so so I and think Nate takes dark. a torch. Yeah. Uh, I think Walid gives uh, a few of the flower petals to Shuang as kind of like a prize. It's like, yeah, you, you saw that, right? Yeah, you saw that. Here you go. You can put this in your book too. She she shoves them in her book and she actually takes her book and she leaves it. She gives it to a soldier. Mm. She actually takes his box of crossbow bolts, slings it over her body, and she says, it's not time for research now. <laughs> what a bad she actually starts walking oh. in ahead of you guys. Oh. This sounds like the Indiana Jones School of Science. Yeah, I should first ask questions later. I, I pat Walid on the shoulder and then I also pat uh Shuang on the shoulder and then I walk on. And you just keep walking on. So Shuang and Dong Fong just walk into the forest. Yep, Ning follows, I guess. And leaving Walid behind. What do you do? Uh, uh I'll take up the rear and then he Rat, follows along up. yeah steve thinks that sentence is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think this is a a good time for us to end this session ah nuts ah nuts <laughs> that's awesome yeah i that that was that was great nice yeah so um that was the end of this session now one of the things we didn't do at the beginning of the episode was announcements oh Crap. And we have some big ones. Announcements. Announcements. Uh, before we get into our stars and wishes, uh, I think it's time for some announcements. Now, we have a, a, pretty, uh, it's a, it's a pretty big announcement. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty big announcement. Yeah. We're going to be at Breakout Con. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do, we have two shows and they are actually back-to-back shows. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this has ever been done, but uh, we're doing our, our first show is going to be called Using Asian Themes in D&D. It's going to be Saturday, March 21st from noon to one. And we're going to be talking about, you know, what we're, we're actually going to be doing the intro to an episode of Dungeons and Asians or Asians Represent live. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be talking about the concepts of race, ancestry, and culture mm-hmm. in D&D, as well as answering your questions for those who will be in attendance. Mm-hmm. And then following that panel, we're actually going to be putting, you know, a lot of what we talk about into practice for our very first Dungeons and Asians live. Amazing. Ooh. Air horn sound. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. 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 So we're going to do Dungeons and Asians live um, following our Asians represent live. Uh, I'm really excited because, Steve, you're going to be paneling with us. Yeah. After we met last year. And Amar, this is your, se- your second year paneling. Mm-hmm. And Agatha is a veteran. <laughs> uh, yeah I don't, I, do you remember how much i was like gushing when we first met at that panel no we didn't talk you were talking to you, you were talking to, to omar a you, lot yeah I, oh, okay I, I i feel like and for what it's worth i mean i know agatha and i look very similar oh, yeah, it's yeah, easy yeah. to compute it's a height thing you're very I'm, similar honestly <laughs> we're like twins in yeah. my head i remember i was like i loved when you GM masks and i loved like your safety tools and things like that mm-hmm. um but i also was like very starstruck at the time, oh, I'll be I'll, honest. It was really wow. cute. It was very cute. Uh, and oh. I like did said my thing. I was like, okay, bye. I was also in cosplay, so <laughs> I, yeah, you were I you were that. you was uh, Red Hood. I, I was I was in I Red Hood. I remember talking to you, but I don't remember that. Yeah, I want to get even more like sentimental okay. here. You know, the room where we had our panel last year mm-hmm. was actually the room that we first sat down together yeah. and talked about doing that panel. Oh, Sorry, right. I just remembered that. Yeah. So that's our big piece of news. Do any Absolutely. of you have anything else? I've got one other thing, but I want to open it up to mm-hmm. more throws a pencil. Were you, were you going to talk about more about that Unbreakable anthology? Yeah. Well, yeah. you can you can t- talk about it now. I think you're, you, you make Word better than me. I, I make Word okay. <laughs> no, well, go for it. No, I like so to hear you Steve talking. and I are both writers and editors on a D&D 5th edition anthology that... Um, features Asian writers and artists and editors. Uh, it's called the Unbreakable Anthology. You can learn about it at unbreakablerpg.com. Sign up for the mailing list. This will be going out on DriveThruRPG very soon, probably around the same time as Breakout Con. Yeah. We're really excited. Um, we've both been looking at the, the proofs and the drafts, and I'm just I'm just over the moon. Yeah. Um, when this is finally released, I'm sure you and I will sit down and just do an episode about this process. Absolutely. Uh, the ups and downs, because there were some downs and there were lots of ups. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something to reflect on. I also want to do an interview with, you know, like the, the editors and stuff. Will we, will we do an episode there? That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is an important book, just like, you know, Uncaged was very important for the community. Yeah. Unbreakable is incredibly important for the, the Asian community because we're so underrepresented in D&D. I mean, this is why we started Dungeons mm-hmm. and Asians. Uh, the last thing I wanted to show is because, Agatha, you don't use social media. I do not. And so you don't get to see amazing fan art that we mm-hmm. get. Oh, that's true. So um, at Pen of Smiting on Twitter, I uh, captioned this one, informal introductions, or it means good morning in Sha. And it's, um, I'll just let you take a look at that. It's, 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 it's so good. It's Dongfang and Walid. 
meeting. <laughs> it's kind of kind of got that like Calvin and Hobbes vibe. Yeah. I, love I loved it. And it really... I absolutely love it. Yeah. So if if you please, if you really love Dungeons and Asians or masks like Lemmy's uh, art for masks was oh so Naomi spot on Jade, we miss you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tag us in that. Let us know. I would love to see that. Uh, it, this will have uh, passed by the time the episode actually drops, but it is in fact Jade's birthday today. Oh, that's right! Happy birthday, Jade! Happy birthday, Jade! I don't yeah. think we're allowed to sing "Happy Birthday" on this. No, no, I don't. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> TM. <laughs> we're just we're bad uh, singers. What, what do they? What do they do? Like in some movies and TV shows where they didn't have the rights, they sing. Uh, for he's a jolly good fellow my, instead. Which just, it really is what? your birthday, Jade. It is your birthday. <laughs> my favorite is where everyone just, it looks like a cut and everyone goes to you. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's right. why they do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's way to do a, a cut to <laughs> you. Jade. Jade, yay. Are you what? Are you? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the Jade's not here. We're just going to keep counting on it. It's going to be like four hours long. Um, so yeah, those are our announcements. Breakout Con, Unbreakable. Um, yeah. Uh, one last thing for me. I've actually been trying to stream on Twitch a lot more regularly. Ooh. And I started making locations from Sha in Minecraft on, on Twitch. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, off, off stream, I actually ended up working on it a lot more. And I'm really proud of what I made. Um <laughs> So, like, if you want to, like, watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Quanobi. Quanobi. I'm just grabbing onto Quanobi until we eventually do a Star Wars thing. <laughs> because Star Wars and Disney announced the High Republic stuff. Set 200 years before the uh, Skywalker saga. The original. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm yeah, into that. I'm, uh, is this movies, TV shows? Actually, it's going to start out with novels and comic series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, sense. it's uh, it it looks really cool. And one of the things, I mean, in the videos, um, they Disney's putting a huge emphasis on diversity mm-hmm. in its visual representations of the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. leading up to this High Republic. So I'm very excited on the future of Star Wars. And they have like a diverse group of creators who have been working for actually a couple of years now oh, on wow. creating this new era in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks super cool. So we have um, Light of the Jedi, A Test of Courage, Young Adult Stuff, Into the Dark, and of course, uh, the High Republic comic, which will feature uh, a new faction that aren't necessarily set. They're called the Nile. They seem to be made up of different alien species. Fascinating. That's very, cool. very cool. I can. I want to do an Asians Represent episode on Star Wars because Asians and Star Wars is actually a really interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Because Star Wars is so heavily influenced by Asian culture, mm-hmm. yeah. yet it features so few Asians in the main, like, movie canon. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. I have I have hot words about Star Wars and how Asians are represented. Yeah. So we should we should do a uh, an episode on that eventually. Yeah. And uh, I can speak to the film side of it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and then Mark can talk about Kurosawa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. We should we should do that for our next episode. Yeah, I've been cranking through my Akira Kurosawa. Man, that guy was. It's unreasonable how good he was. It's like absolutely bonkers. He's a master of film. Okay, it's we're gonna ridiculous. we're gonna do that then. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's end our episode. Stars and wishes. Amar, I'm gonna start with you. Mm-hmm. I've been I, putting you on the spot. I appreciate that. Let's do stars. Uh, can I just give a uh, star uh, to Daniel? 
you always have the most interesting monsters. And I made that up. I yeah. Just, we were, I, I just wrote black dog and I was like, I gotta make this cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flower petals, like, and the uh, everything being in the, uh, the, like, hand that the flower is growing out of is, like, really, really cool. So that's my star for you, Daniel. Thank you, Omar. I love you. My- I love you too. My star is for Steve. I really liked your role playing of Ning. Um, I, I feel like you keep sticking to the character, even uh, in, in times when maybe dramatically it's difficult. I don't know. But I, I just, I really like the commitment that you put to it. And I like Ning as a character as well. Thank you. Uh, that, that means a lot to me because uh, I was on a stream recently where I was playing Ning in like a completely separate thing where she had her fortune read mm. with actual, people like, watch actual this? cards. Um, yeah, that was a stranding uh, DM. Uh, I've been tweeting about it and things like that. Uh, and at the end of that, I was like streaming it. It was just me in a room by myself. And I realized at the end of it, I was so exhausted. Like Ning actually takes a lot of energy from me to actually yeah, play. I can see so that. hearing that uh, is very meaningful for me. So thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was really split on whether giving whether to give you that star instead because I think I thought that role play was incredible too. Yeah. How about you, Steve? Double What's your star? star. Double star. My double beep, star because I could do that. Uh, Amar, I think I always, Walid is always so great to to role play with. I think Walid's a great character. I love that you're leaning into like this tension that I'm kind of building as mm-hmm. Steve the player, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very excited to see kind of the payoff of that. I talk about tension a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it, um, and star to Daniel for Shuang because I'm going to be honest I thought Shuang was kind of like a, a one dimensional character nah fam and like that that's my bad I completely like totally gave you the short and the stick there that's okay no Shuang surprised me mm-hmm. and I'm very now interested in like seeing more of Shuang mm. that was that's been my plan since I introduced Shuang I wanted to I wanted to make you and the listeners kind of think that Shuang might be this one dimensional character mm-hmm. I'm like nah she's just been kind of sheltered yeah mm-hmm. And she's got all these skills. I feel like Shuang is a PC. She should be a PC. Oh, I guess we're just going to have to get another microphone. and uh, get, Well, maybe we can find a, a cast member to... No, uh, in the... De- de- the Desh... Uh, Desh. Desh. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, did you want to make a correction on that, on Desh, the word? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that that was uh, ancient Indo-Aryan, the language. Uh, yeah. I think I maybe said ancient Sanskrit, and it was a part of that, but really it was more Indo-Aryan. Yeah. Cool. Um, my star is for, I have multiple stars, but it's for all of you. I think one of the things that, you know, <laughs> hey, this is not a cop-out star. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I noticed with D&D groups is that people tend to dominate over others uh, in terms of storytelling, in terms of their own agendas. And one of the things that all of you have done really well is balance each of your own personal goals and agendas in the story. Mm-hmm. So while Walid wants to play this brash young character who kind of acts on impulse, mm-hmm. like you role play that in really good balance with Steve, your character, Ning, who is very much about structure, rules, and honor, and the two kind of clash. And Dongfeng, like Agatha, you play this really good um, kind of middle role between the two characters, whereas you're curious about the world, mm-hmm. but you're also taking your style of role play, your, you, how you want to interact with the rules, because we kind of saw that come mm-hmm. into play today, mm-hmm. um, and kind of blend that in with the, the, the two extremes of the group. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I really like. And I feel like that's something that's underappreciated uh, in actual plays mm-hmm. is 
chemistry, but the origins of that chemistry and how there's this give and take between your own agendas. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I thought in particular, Agatha had great dramatic timing for stepping in to mediate between what Ning was doing and what Walid was coming from. So that, yeah, it was fantastic. Totally agree. So wishes, Amar. Mm. <laughs> uh, I am really looking forward to how uh, Walid and Chuang's dynamic evolves. Um, for anybody who missed it, uh, Walid actually, uh, he or I rolled a one, and so I got a botch, and so I was very distracted, and that is how Shuang came about, uh, or has sort of ended up taking more of a, a, a central role or a bigger role in the story, which I love that uh, Daniel has just rolled with that. Um, but I want to see how that evolves now with uh, with sort of the new abilities that have been revealed. Mm-hmm. Agatha, how about you? What is a wish? Uh, my wish is to talk to that dog. I wanna, I wanna hear a monster's character voice from Daniel. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. My, yeah. my wish is combat. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, so next time I'll talk, yeah. and then we can. <laughs> so my, my wish is miniatures. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plus combat. Yeah. Because Josha's edge is thirsty. It is thirsty. No. Um, we're going <laughs> to. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's oh, made God. of water. I okay. got it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to. Uh, next session, we're going to hunt the Shadow Marquis. No. We're, you're still going to talk to hunt it down for a conversation and combat. <laughs> Ooh, conversation and combat. That's the next episode. Oh, man. Yeah, that's how hunting works, right? You hunt people down to talk to them. Yeah, when I ask somebody out for, like, coffee, I'd say, hey, I hunt them down for coffee. I hunt them down for coffee. <laughs> conversation and combat. That's like going to be our next episode. It's, it's like, that's, that's corporate slang, where you're like, I'm hunting down someone for a one-on-one. <laughs> oh, my God. Strong oof. Well, <laughs> strong oof. Um, well... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, also one other thing. Go follow the Cinemar on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I have been uh, posting uh, little film reviews of the various movies I've been watching and stuff. Uh, a movie I'm really excited about, i got to find out how, where I can get it, is an Indonesian superhero movie called Gundawala. And yeah, I saw the trailer. What? It's really amazing. Yeah. Gundawala is a You know what I should do? Word. I should just, um, I, should, I should give you access to the Facebook, admin access mm. to the Facebook so you could just post these things. Because mm-hmm. that's super cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I just tweeted about it, uh, but I want to like track down an actual copy of it because I definitely want to watch that in the cinema. I'm so into that. Mm-hmm. I kind of, can, can, we, can we all, once you track, a, track down a copy, can we all go to the cinema and watch this thing? Party at the yeah. cinema. Yeah. Party at the cinema. Sweet. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, um, Asians represent is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. I love the One Shot Podcast Network. Me too. Um, I think there's just so many great shows there. It's too many shows to honestly list. Just head to oneshotpodcast.com. Uh, I'm not going to shout out a specific show at the end of this episode because there are just so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, people are doing some amazing things, and James uh, has just transformed this network into something like truly incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm proud to be on the One Shot Network. Yeah, uh, really happy that that we we decided to to m- message James James on Facebook, him. <laughs> pitch him the show. Mm-hmm. You um, hunted him down, hunted him down. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, callback. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Wait, the way to stay on stay on branding. 
Um, so if you have any questions about this episode's uh, theme, like the GM tips, like how we've done certain things, pronunciation, anything like that, um, get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at AZNSrepresent um, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash AZNSrepresent. Or you can email us if you've got like a long question or you're like, man, I I hate Daniel and I want Amar to DM the Dish campaign now <laughs> and Dungeons and Asians and do Dungeons and Daisies. Yep, there you go. I think that's a thing. It's got to be a thing. Uh, it isn't yet. That is actually, uh, it's a name for a group, like a game I'm running. So like that's a like a. Are we gonna game change our running. feed then? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if if you wanna if you wanna pitch your ideas to Amar for Dungeons and Daisies mm. or or Daish and Gin or something, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, send us an email at aznsrepresent at oneshotpodcast.com. Um, that being said, I'm Daniel. I'm Amar. I'm Agatha. I'm Steve. And you've just listened to Dungeons and Asians. Just wanted to mess you guys. Fuck, man. Dude. <laughs> <laughs>